Hey lovelies, before we get started, I just want to give you a quick peek and rundown of the pre-holiday calendar here at Impact. I am holding on to these last licks of summer, though I could do with a little less heat, <laughs> but Rosh Hashanah is just about three weeks away. For the holidays, I have two new styles coming out, the slip dress and the gemstone print blossom dress. Pre-orders for both of these are now closed and they are now in production. Limited inventory will be available for purchase starting on August 23rd, that's one week from today, and two weeks before Rosh Hashanah. If you've pre-ordered, then you're all set. Your dress will ship out as soon as it's in and you'll have it in time for the holidays. If you haven't pre-ordered and would still like either of those designs, I highly recommend you sign up for my email list. I always announce launches there first and due to fabric shortages, I am anticipating that some sizes will sell out quickly. If you're not interested in the new designs, which is totally fine, then I recommend you start shopping now so you can do it completely stress-free. As we get closer to the holidays, things tend to get bought up, even old favorites that haven't previously been low stock. Shopping early also gives you a chance to exchange sizes if you didn't pick out exactly the right one. This is especially true, by the way, for international shoppers. I do ship worldwide. So head over to impactfashionnyc.com to check out my collection of stylish, modest pieces in sizes 2 through 24. U.S. shipping is free and returns are free no matter where you live. If you have any questions, you can get in touch using the contact page on the site or the chat bot. Both go straight to my phone. Thank you for shopping this holiday season and enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Ricky Itzkowitz, and on today's show, I talk with just a regular person about how she approaches social media. She shares her desire to connect with people, the difference between living life as an open wound and being truly authentic, and we talk all things influencer. Ricky Granovitz is someone who I consider a friend even though I've never met her in real life. She's also the best person I could possibly think of to do a deep dive on all things social media. Let me be perfectly clear. This is not a conversation about strategy or how to grow a page or become famous or do any of the other things that make my eyes roll so far into the back of my head they get stuck. This is two 20-somethings getting real about the relationship they have with their friends. Actually, this is a really funny one. I was really stubborn and like full of wonder and totally in my own little world and I think that the child that I was was actually very interesting and I've lost a lot of it unfortunately through the years but I was like I was like that like sassy little kid that you see that you're like she's going places (laughs) that is awesome I don't think you've lost so much of it I still get those same kinds of vibes from you granted we don't know each other that well but I still feel like you have bits of that (laughs) I think I lost a lot of drink that I had had as a little kid I'm not as like much of a force um and that's something actually I work on reconnecting 
I love that. That's, that's really special. The reason why I wanted to talk to you um, is because, well, we've gotten the opportunity to know each other a little bit through Instagram and through social media. And one of, you are one of the most interesting follows that I, that I, that I have, that I am, that I do. I don't know what the proper verbiage <laughs> is there. You are one of the most interesting people that I follow um, for the way that you approach social. Now I'm generally someone who shies away from talking about Instagram strategy or like things like that, just because like, I'm just not particularly interested in it. And I don't think that anyone who doesn't run a business is particularly interested in it. Like, I just don't think that it's the way that we approach our phones is, I don't know, there's like parts of it that are very fascinating to me and parts of it that are just very boring. Um, But at the same time, there is something about the way that you run your page that I feel like kind of reflects how you run your life a little bit, which I know is a ridiculous presumption for me to make, um, that I, I wanted to talk about that because I feel like lately, particularly in the last year, there's been a lot of talk about how Instagram is just a cesspool of negativity. It's been starting to, what what was once just like an app where everyone shared their sunset photos has now become like the place where we air all our grievances. And that's been a little bit strange to navigate and has sometimes felt a little heavy. And there've been plenty of times when I've logged on and been like, yeah, I just want to see pretty things. Like I don't need to hear about all the awful things happening in the world. And I feel like you have a very interesting approach to your page and how you share. I think also the fact that you're not a business plays a lot into it, but you're so, but you're mindful. You're not just like a regular person yeah. about it. So I'm, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Do, are you, are you conscious about what you share? Like, also, can you just give everyone like a little bit of a, a like a summary of what your page is and, and what you, yeah. and what you do there? I think that the most important piece to all this is how my page started. Um, I'm, not a business. I'm just a person. I'm not trying to be like the next influencer or anything. Although like it's, that's a great thing for people. It started because I was first, it started because everybody joined Instagram to share their like pictures and be cool and all that. And it was super fun. And I like totally miss those days, but I started sharing more deeply when my mom was sick. I had like 300 followers. I acted like I had 30,000 followers. I was posting nonstop and like updating all the time. And like, that was my life. Like I was fully immersed in taking care of my mom when she was sick. I had nothing else in my life. Like it was a 24 seven job. It was extremely intense. And I so badly just needed an outlet to connect people. And for me at the time, it was way too difficult to like reach out to somebody one-on-one and be like, I just need to talk. I mean, I had those people, but it was so much easier to just like put something out into the world and like have people message me back support or questions or things or whatever. And then I just started like experimenting with content. I was having these like interesting deep conversations through my Instagram through DM before the question box was even created and then once that was created I was like wow this is gonna make my life so much easier although I still screenshot DMs and it's still hard but it's okay so for me I still treat my Instagram as if I'm 
just a person who has 300 followers that she knows in real life or has been connected to in some way and wants to just connect with people. There's not really a strategy. I'm trying to make a strategy, but now I'm also thinking that maybe like that's going to ruin me because it's better to just like write whatever comes to my head randomly. I'm more mindful now in what I share and write than I've ever been previously for two reasons. A, I finally learned what boundaries are like a year ago. So that's like great. There are things that I now don't share. It used to be like literally word vomit. I would share everything in my life. And, you know, there's things that you probably shouldn't <laughs> post on the internet. Like it's just a thing. Um, I also am very careful with, or I try to be very careful with my wording and how I handle topics and how I speak to people or like about their thing that they're sharing with me. And that really stems from a conversation I had, I believe in 2020, it should still be a highlight where I asked my followers, what words are used in everyday life that they find are inappropriate? And there was, it was a beautiful conversation and there are so many submissions there. And it just really showed me that every word we use needs to be intentional. And, you know, you're not always gonna make every person happy. I'm, I'm going to probably make somebody upset. I'm going to use a word that I shouldn't, but I, I try to be really careful because if nothing else, it's like you said, I want people to come to my page. And even though the topics can be heavy, overall feel like held and comforted and not triggered and not like ugh, just another like Instagram account that's just like saying whatever they want. Like I do really try hard to make sure that I'm mindful there. Right. And I think that comes across really clearly that you are super mindful. What are some of the, you know, you mentioned this idea of like being more mindful and also having boundaries. What's an example of like a, not obviously like a a specific example, but a category of thing that let's say, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, you would have shared that now you just don't. Like, where were the places that you started drawing new lines to make it feel more natural yeah. for you? I think the biggest one for me is I don't discuss any, like, clear hardships within my marriage. My marriage is still very fresh and new. And anyone with, like, brain knows that obviously my husband and I fight. Obviously, we have, like, our stuff. Like, that's normal. It happens. And honestly, in a previous years like I would have gone to Instagram and been like oh my god I just had a fight with my husband and blah 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 and like all this stuff and it's and I never have done that since I've been married but it's it's not appropriate that is a very like clear line to me that is something that like I cannot take to Instagram I think there's a space to talk about like you fight in marriage and admit that like we fight even though of course we fight like everyone fights sometimes but it's like, it's understanding that certain pieces of my life, I can't just like release onto Instagram because A, it's a public forum. It's not fair to the other person involved. And it's not fair to burden my 
followers with something like that. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by burdening your followers? Sometimes people react very emotionally to things. And I, I do too. I don't fault anyone with that. And actually I was watching a, <laughs> like a totally overdramatic YouTube situation last night and like fully invested in all the drama, but it's something that somebody else said too on this like dramatic situation that I totally don't think I should get into. But there is a fine line between talking about a situation that you're involved in or happen to in a productive way that people can connect to or like learn from and just I'm the super heightened emotional space and I'm gonna just like unleash all of this stuff on you and stress you out and make you concerned and worried it's like when certain people who have big influencers post something like or have who have a lot of followers post something like guys, I'm having the worst day of my life. There's so much going on and I can't tell you and it's so terrible and I can't share and I won't share. Like if you have, like that's going to really worry people and it it does become sort of a burden and they're all going to reach out to you and, and be like, wait, are you okay? Like what's going on? Like it it is causing like a bit of a ruckus. Like it, it's not responsible to throw hardships on your followers without like a productive piece to it right and also I mean when someone does something like that there's something really difficult happening today that I can't talk about well first of all then don't talk about it um and also when something like that happens and then and then you're going to get a lot of messages from people who are naturally like are you okay you know do you need medical attention like do I need to call a suicide hotline like what's happening here and also, and then, and then that same person will usually be like, you can't be asking intrusive questions like that. Well, I kind of can, you know, yeah. it's, you know, you're, it's, it's a normal human reaction when someone says I'm going through a really hard time to be like, well, how can I help? And then when that happens to be like, no, that's not appropriate. Well, then maybe it's not appropriate for you to be sharing that in the first place. And I get the light. I so understand the piece of, I just need to get this out of my body and out of my mind. So I'm just going to share it really quickly and like let it out into the universe. I 1000% understand that because it's me. Like that is my first inkling. There are so many times that I write something up on my stories and I delete it. Like I never post it. And there's times that I post it just to get that feeling and delete it immediately knowing that there's like a little bit of a risk that one or two people might see it but the risk is like so slim for me because I don't have 30,000 followers but it's responsible I understand needing the release and wanting it because Instagram is your special place but it's responsible to delete you know and then say to your followers I, I messed up here. Like that really wasn't the most appropriate thing for me to share with you. That wasn't the most appropriate action for me to take personally, because I've been, I've just been doing this for so long. I've been sharing my emotions for so long on the internet. When I feel that need to like, just let everything out, I stop myself or I try to stop myself and reframe it and figure out if there's like a productive way that I could 
write this thing. And obviously I've made mistakes. Like I want to make that very clear. I am not perfect. This is all like just what I try actively to do. Right. And I think that also, especially when has authenticity become a thing? You're in marketing, like within the last year or so, maybe a little longer, like two years. I mean, it's a tough question because there's authenticity and then there's like manufactured authenticity. And even like, I even hate saying the word now anymore. Cause I'm just, I know. Cause I know. Just like, I'm so authentic and real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just really being vulnerable with my full face filter on and my clothes that yeah, I would yeah. never wear in real life. And I just wanted to come on and be vulnerable and tell you that like my kid threw a tantrum today. Okay. Like- I, a few years ago when it was really, I remember it so distinctly. I want to say in like 2018 where every single influencer ever was going on stories with full face makeup, full dress, everything and saying, I'm so authentic. I'm sharing my real self. It was like a whole thing that everyone was doing. I messed up (laughs) and I actually messaged somebody really big. I don't know if she remembers, but it's totally on me. Like I am admitting that this was inappropriate, but I messaged her like, how can you go on and on and on every day about how you're so real when we all know that you're using filters on every single story that you post and she saw the message and didn't respond obviously because it was not an appropriate thing for me to send and I looked at that message and I was like oh I need to unfollow this person because if this is my mindset if I'm sitting here judging this person and thinking like why are they doing this that's on me to remove this person from my life like there's no need for me to be here this person has thousands upon thousands of followers and she doesn't need to like see my message calling her out like it was just totally inappropriate but it's it's tough I think it's it's just a really tough place to see because it is really hard to not judge and I'm working on that I think everyone's sort of waking up towards that area of like maybe I shouldn't judge this person even though it's not the choice that like I would make to come on full filtered and whatever I don't think I've ever used a filter in my life to be honest I'm really (laughs) against them but it's it's just it's it's not my job to police anybody else's Instagram page right and I want to come back to that 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 personal responsibility aspect but I I want to delve deeper into this because I think that in the name of being authentic or vulnerable or relatable or, you know, whatever buzzword you want to use, there has definitely been a trend towards or maybe a pressure to sort of live your life as an open wound and yeah. to like share every hardship. And I just don't think that's appropriate. And I also don't think, like you said, I just, especially when it involves other people, especially when it involves your kids, yes. it just doesn't it's hard to watch also. It's it's really hard to watch. It's, I mean, I think that sort of goes into manufactured authenticity. We know authenticity sells, like we know it works. We know that's what people are craving right now. People want connections. They want something that they can hold onto in some way. And I don't think anyone's, well, I shouldn't say that. There are definitely people out there that are making up situations but I don't think most people are trying to like make up drama or something. I just think that sometimes 
certain people get in a space of my stuff is not performing the way I want it to. And I know this is going to work. So I'm just going to like cling on to anything I got and push it out there and get that like interaction, which is inappropriate. I don't think it's coming from a bad place. I think it's just not appropriate. And it's something that people need to like think about a little bit more. And then on the flip side, there are people that I think forgot that their platform is too big to be acting that way anymore. I think when you're small, you have the luxury of treating, like I do, treating Instagram a bit like a diary and having those like things, times when you're like, I just need to vent about this situation. But when you're a really big influencer who has brand deals and is getting paid for things, and you're going on daily rants to your following, while a lot of people might be like cheering you on and totally into that because people like love drama. On the flip side, it makes me very uncomfortable. And And it's kind of shocking to me sometimes that brands are like okay with it because I don't know if I had a business and I was paying people like I wouldn't want them to post stories and then like about their life and then right after be like go buy my sunglasses or whatever the item is it's it's uncomfortable yeah and it's actually very interesting because I used to work with influencers and then I don't remember exactly when it was maybe it was I want to say possibly when I released the blossom dress for the first time. No, it was when I released the most perfect pleated skirt. So that's already, that was in January, I think. So around that was, I think, the first item that I released with absolutely no influencer marketing. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to see what happened without it. Um, and it did really well. And I was also at the same time getting... I'm trying to think. I don't think I did anything. Oh, I did do for the origami dress. Okay, sorry. Um, I was also yeah, getting I the, the origami dress. Yeah, that yeah. I definitely had. I'm just I'm trying to think backwards in terms of my release schedule. Um, it's like trying to do the ABCs <laughs> backwards. Um, yeah. The um, yeah. So the most perfect pleated skirt was definitely the first one that I did without any influencer uh, support, and I didn't do it for two reasons. Um, I spent a lot more on that photo shoot than I normally do, so the budget was tighter. And the, the vibe was getting weird. The vibe was getting strange, like particularly Mm -hmm. among Orthodox influencers, there were a lot more like catty feuds happening and everyone like, I'm going to Miami and I'm upset that everyone else is not going to Miami or every, (laughs) no one is going to Miami. And why are you not in Miami? And like, there was that, oh, there was like the Miami month where everyone was like you have to be sensitive to everyone who can't go to Miami it's very difficult okay I think I missed that oh man you missed the Miami month this was the most hysterical thing ever people going to Miami a lot and being like uh I feel like because that was that still during the time when you're supposed to like quarantine in New York yeah yeah so I remember that happening and being like this is a little bit strange and but I don't remember anyone being like like we should be like 
respectful to those who can't go and like yeah it was well this always happens this always happens around vacation time where it's like there are all the influencers who go and then they share their whole trip which by the way they're entitled to do good for you you're going to Miami I'm very happy for you and they share their whole trip and then the whole and then there's always like that one slide in stories that is like I just want to acknowledge for everyone who cannot travel (laughs) this year for any reason that I was there once and I and I know it's hard and I really feel you and I just want to say that your time will come when you too will be able to visit the magical land of Miami and then there's and then there's all the people who are home and they're upset because you're like who else is feeling like it's really hard when everyone else is going to Miami and you can't go either and it just feels like the whole and I was like I don't know there's always gonna be people to whatever yeah like it was it was so ridiculous and it happens every vacation season I actually really love seeing people's vacations. I know that that's weird and it's hard for many people. I personally love it. It's a break in content and it's like a fun adventure for me. Same, by the way. I also love seeing people's fabulously wealthy lives in general. Oh, yeah. I want to see the closet full of designer bags. That's fantastic. Like all of that. That's amazing. And I wish them all the designer bags in the world. Like that's great. Just like... I want them to keep getting more so I can keep seeing them. Like exactly. <laughs> I'm that invested. Like I, I love it too. I love it so much. I love watching people's lives and like a very like, like really a very non-judgmental life. Like I love fashion. I love seeing things. I love peeking into people's lives. I love closet tours. I love all that stuff. Like, yeah. yeah Cause it's really fun. Show me. And like, I don't oh, want a tour so of my fun. own closet. I know what my closet looks like. My I know what my friend's closet so looks like. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> my closet does not have lighting in it. Okay. Like I don't either. I have like a little push light on the side that I hung up. So when we first moved into our apartment, the, um, the light bulb in our closet, the, like, it's a pull string oh, kind yeah. of thing. And the pull string was dental floss which is oh, like, yes, I, I love that. which is like amazing. And then the dental floss broke one day. So then and we had to it. attach like a real <laughs> chain and then we attached the real chain and it worked for like three clicks and now it doesn't work. So we don't have any lighting in our closet, which is fine. Yes. We, we could still see stuff, but like, you're not getting a closet tour from me. It's not that exciting. It's like my yeah. husband's shirts and basically my entire line. That's what's in my closet. Um, but going, going back. So around when like, okay, so this makes sense. The most perfectly to skirt came out in January, which is when a lot of people were traveling and particularly around travel times. That's when I think influencer culture, particularly in the Orthodox community gets really weird and toxic and strange. Yeah. And everyone starts fake fighting with everybody or real fighting. I don't know. Um, it feels fake. And, and I was just like, I don't know. I didn't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. It just felt weird. And I was also kind of curious what I could do on my own. I was kind of curious. I was like, what can I do with, at the time, I think I probably had somewhere in like the, mm, I have no idea, probably somewhere in like those five to 6,000 follower range. And I was like, there, if each one of these 6,000 people bought my skirt, I'd be fine. So like, we have enough people here. And what can we do with this space? And it was a really successful launch. And I haven't used influencer since just because like you said, it feels it feels weird. And it just, the whole thing, it just feels like the space as a whole has just become that much more toxic. And I can't quite pinpoint why that is. Yeah, things kind of, things got weird. Um, and it still feels like, I mean, I, I don't follow a lot of influencers. I unfollowed so many during the pandemic. It was just hard for me. Um, 
feels like we're in this like zone where things are better and they're getting better, but they're still strange. And it's hard specifically, or I find it hard specifically in the Orthodox community, because while I don't really know any of these people, because I'm not from around here, a lot of people do know these people in real life too. So it's a really weird, like blurred boundary where like there's so many people that like are actually connected to these people but they're also kind of like celebrities in their own way it's 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 uncomfortable and I think honestly like a lot of the influencers themselves are saying to themselves like what like what do I do now like I don't know it does feel a little bit like you gotta start over and like take some notes and figure out a new direction because the same types of content definitely don't work anymore. Everyone's really tired of the drama. We know there are clicks. We know this person doesn't like that one and this and that, like, we know it. (laughs) We all know it. You might think we don't know it, but we literally all know it and no one cares. We just follow you because we like you and like, we want to see your stuff. So like, just like, show me your closet, show me the things you're trying to sell me. Like, I understand that when I, follow you I'm signing an invisible contract that says like I want to see what you're going to sell me that's what influencer marketing is but that's what it is like I want to see what you're going to sell me I don't really want to see like and I do want to see your vacation and honestly I do want to see some of your personal life personal like I do as Ricky Steiner Granovitz whatever um because I'm interested in you as a person and I want to connect you so that I can buy things from you because that's the type of person that I am, but I don't want to see all the other stuff anymore. Like it's just, it's weird and it's uncomfortable. And like, I don't know how brands deal with it. I don't know if it's just like, oh, well, this is what it is. So we're just ignoring it. I don't know what it is, but it's weird that we are so like accepting of the dramatics in this community because I I follow a lot of like non-Jewish like bigger bloggers too or like even like non-from ones whatever that wouldn't fly with like Nordstrom (laughs) for example like you can't just post whatever you want and keep a brand deal with like a gigantic brand and it's it's constantly interesting to me that it's just a thing in the orthodox world on instagram that's just like what we do and you could say whatever you want politically you could say whatever you want about anything and it's just like accepted and i don't know it's weird that's like to me another boundary like and i had to learn that boundary too like you can't just share every opinion that you have it's gonna like be a problem it's just it's it's very strange and there are times that i see things that people post and i'm like even brands themselves. And I'm like, I wish you didn't post that because I don't want to know that you think like that. I was happy being like totally with my head in the sand, not knowing any of your personal opinions and like totally fine with supporting your brand. But now I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Like I don't always want to know. Right. Right. I think that also to a certain extent, I know that I like as a consumer feel this way for sure. I like to a certain extent, I kind of want the people that I follow to be perfect, which I understand is unrealistic, but (laughs) like, I understand that this is unfair. However, that being said, when I am like the time I'm particularly regimented about the time that I spend on my phone, because it is my job to be on my phone. I'm on my phone literally sometimes for eight hours a day. And 
that means that when that in order to productively spend that much time on a device that is literally designed to make you unproductive, I need to be particularly regimented. And that means that I literally set timers and I'm like, I'm going to watch reels now. Like Siri set a timer for five minutes from now. And Mm -hmm. then it's literally like, and then that timer goes off and then I stop because I know that if I'm just going to be like, okay, I'll stop in five minutes. That's not going to happen because like the brain chemistry of this just isn't going to work. So when I'm spending that time, it's time that I am consciously saying, I'm taking a break right now. And when I'm taking a break right now, I don't want to hear about your kid throwing a tantrum. Like, I just don't care. This is my break. Please show me your pretty kitchen. Like that, which I understand is kind of shallow on my part and maybe not fair. But at the same time, I do think that there needs to be a little bit of a recognition of the value that you bring to the space. Like you really, to a certain extent, have to think like, what is my purpose in the world? And I had this huge mindset shift when it came to the beginning of pandemic, because, you know, March and April is my busiest time selling wise. Um, Prepay Zach is always when I sell the most. And March and April of last year of, yeah, oh my God, it was last year already. Wow. Um, March and April of last year was when, you know, everything hit the fan and I wasn't selling anything at all. And it was terrifying. And then it was the kind of thing where, you know, after Pesach of that year, you know, in mid April of 2020, I had to sit down and literally say, okay, your purpose in life right now is not to sell dresses because that's not going to happen. So what is your purpose in life and on this platform? Like right now for these next couple of months, what are you going to do? And then pivoted in that direction and saw a a huge amount of success with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and I was able to really grow the platform over over the year in a so that you know when I was coming back with clothes that do make sense for the current moment there were people there who were you know receptive to seeing them and I do think that to a certain extent there are people who don't understand that the place that they fill in the world like of their viewers is an important place like I have people who I follow for their recipes I don't want to hear them talk about their kids I just don't care. I have people who I follow <laughs> for their like lovely, beautiful lives and like, and their, and their expensive houses and the way that they dress their kids. Yeah. I do want to see your kids. I want to see what they're putting together and the crazy vacations that they're going on and all of that. I don't care what you're cooking. Cause you don't fill that purpose in my life. Yeah. And it, this might be harsh, but I also think that people don't, people think this way without realizing that they think this way. And if you don't have a, um, understanding of the value that you hold for your audience of like the place that you hold in their lives then you're just you just end up kind of free floating it's really yeah it's really hard I think there's a few things one change is obviously really hard and I think that a lot of people are running their accounts the same way as they've always run them and it's getting it's getting frustrating for everyone, follower and influencer or poster or creator, whatever, because everything changed very fast and everybody's sort of like trying to cling on to the way that Instagram used to work and the way that they used to treat their page. And I just don't think it's working the same way anymore. I also pivoted, not as noticeably, but there are a lot of things that I like don't talk about anymore don't post anymore like it's you have to you know go with the flow a little bit um and on another note I think that a lot of brands influencers creators have been treating you know their Instagram 
I think within 2020, a lot of people really started treating their Instagram as a personal page because we were all falling apart and it was kind of like together and everybody kind of wanted to see each other fall apart together. So a lot of these people started like posting a lot more of their personal life and it felt good and they got traction and all of that. And so they keep doing it. And I do think a lot of people like to see someone complain about their kids I mean I don't either I don't have kids like I'm uninterested like I don't want to talk about your kids the only people I want to talk about kids with is like my best friend like that's it like (laughs) that's that's the line (laughs) um but I do think people do enjoy that type of content while you and I don't personally but I do there is an account that I follow who actually just created a close friends list with whoever she kind of like deemed to be like a top sort of follower or somebody she feels is more engaged with her content and it's not going to be like a total like free for all I'm going to post whatever I want but it's a way to get like a little bit more personal and I do think I understand that certain business owners don't want to set up their own personal page because that's their following is on their brand or wherever it is. But if you're not going to take the time to like try to create a personal page where you could be a little bit more informal and share all your stuff, then try to utilize a close friends list where it's not, it still can't be a free for all. Because again, if you're a business owner, like you're a business owner, like there are rules here, but I right. do think it's a way to connect at a little bit more of a personal level with people and you know, share that your kid's having a tantrum and share that you're this or you're that. And if somebody like you or I don't like it, we just message the person and say, hey, love your business, love what you sell, love everything you're doing, but I just don't really want to be part of this close friends list anymore. Can you take me off? Right. Problem solved. Then I can still comfortably follow you, comfortably follow your brand, see everything that you're sharing, but I can step away from the stuff that makes me a little bit uncomfortable because that's the hard thing for me too it is my responsibility to consume content responsibly it is my responsibility to unfollow people that make me feel yuck however it gets really complicated for me at least with brands because sometimes I love the brand so much and like really want to buy everything but the personal stuff I'm not so into and I wish I could separate them and and I can't it's like it's one or, it's all or nothing right when you you know you use this word personal responsibility a lot it's this is not the first time that you've mentioned it in this conversation what does that look like to you what are the things that you know you're looking out for when you unfollow someone let's say so I'm personal responsibility has been a huge deal to me my entire life for a few reasons. I am an incredibly sensitive person, like possibly the most sensitive person. And I recognize that within myself. And I also recognize that like the world cannot live up to my sensitivity. It is, it's not a possible like level, (laughs) like there would be nothing. It's, it's so strong my sensitivity therefore like it's my responsibility to figure out how to exist in this world and exist on social media and exist wherever I need to exist knowing that I'm super sensitive and knowing that you know 
I'm sometimes going to see things that make me uncomfortable. I have to figure out how to be in the world. The world doesn't need to figure out how to like wrap itself around me. So the way that it, the way that it manifests itself in Instagram and who I follow is, you know, it's, it's, there's not, I don't have like hard and fast rules, but if I really see that someone is making me uncomfortable and I'm starting to judge them and get kind of like itchy and yucky feelings, I have to unfollow them. It's not an okay place for me to be. Sometimes I'll mute them and do like a test run of how does it feel to not see their content. And there are times that I notice myself like going back to an account to check their stories, not from like a hate follow place, more from like a curiosity, like, oh, I kind of miss them. And then I just work on like, what are they saying that I don't like? Is there a way that I can like skip past that content? Like, what could we do here since there is something that I am really enjoying? Anytime I start judging someone, like it's it's a hard unfollow. Like I can't, it's not appropriate for me to watch your content and judge you. That's, I can't, that's not, a, that's not when the When you catch of- yourself judging someone, like what does that feel like? Like what are the thoughts that are going through your head that you're like, no, this is not the kind of person I want to be? Oh, it, it's, ter- first of all, it's a terrible feeling. I hate feeling judgment towards somebody else's life. It's like, to me, it's such a dark, terrible feeling. I don't want to feel it. It's, it's so yucky. Um, I don't, I don't know that there's a specific example that I can give of like, this is something that I always judge people for. Thank God, I'm very lucky. I'm not, I was born not being very judgmental. So it's not common for me, but there are times that I notice some thoughts in my head that are not nice and they're harsh and that's just not the person that I want to be. It's something that I do work very hard on when I do judge people. And if I notice that, that my thoughts are getting more towards like, oh, this person is complaining about nothing or like making a big deal about something that just isn't like, I, I can't, that's, I can't be, I can't allow myself to be in that space. It's, it's not okay. Yeah. I hear that. I think that also, you see, it's, it's interesting when it comes to all of these things, because we, we like to think that we have the illusion of control over the time that we spend on our phones and the time that we spend particularly on social media apps. And we forget that these apps are literally designed to trick our brains Mm -hmm. to evoke those negative feelings because you know, you tend, if you are feeling more of those negative feelings, you tend to stay on the app longer. If you're outraged, if you're angry, if you're, um, upset in any kind of way. Um, if you are feeling particularly judgmental, then it's like, oh, let me see what else I can be mad at them for. And our brains just love that for whatever reason. And the apps know that. And the longer that you stay on the app, the more ads that you see, the more money they make. So it is a very unfair fight in that way. Um, which is why I think that when you approach it mindfully and when you, you know, kind of set up these really hard boundaries, it does make the overall experience that much more pleasant and much less zombie-like also. I do this thing, not so much anymore because I've, I think I've got myself in a much better space in how I handle social media. But when things were 
very politically charged and everyone was screaming at each other. And like, I was honestly getting like harassed relentlessly in my DMs for a while. I would sit back and like stop myself and ask myself, what is your goal? And how does this actually affect your life at all? And when you start asking yourself those questions and you get yourself out of like the weird like twilight zone that social media sucks you into where your brain literally like stops working logically like when you start asking yourself those very rational logical questions it's like oh yeah like why am i sitting here like fighting with these people why am i letting people fight with me none of this matters there's no goal here it's just noise and stuff and negativity and darkness and it's it's not productive it doesn't do anything and when I started asking myself that like when I first started trying to like get out of this like yuck zone it changed my perspective on everything and now it's so easy for me to scroll past and not respond and unfollow delete whatever it is like I cannot remember the last time I messaged somebody because I didn't agree with something that they said it's like no longer my gut reaction the way that I think it's a lot of other people's gut reaction and I got rid of the people who were harassing me and I just try to be a little bit more careful to make sure that I'm not posting things where people can harass me either um and it's a tough it's tough but I think you just have to like snap out of it yeah and there's definitely hard. a level of self-policing that has to happen um which honestly I don't I, I to, for me falls into the same category as boundaries there are certain topics that I will not talk about because I know that when I talk about those topics, then it invites a lot of questions into my own personal life that I'm frankly not interested in answering. Yeah. I'm not interested in having those discussions. So why would I even start those conversations? Um, I do feel like to a certain extent, you know, whenever I put up a question box, I always put this little disclaimer underneath it that says, I will never be insulted by a question. If I don't want to answer, I won't. And I really mean yeah. that. I really mean that. I have never been insulted by a question. And there has been some crazy stuff that goes in that box. But <laughs> but I also feel like because if you're someone who knows where your line is, like I know that there are things that I will not talk about. I'm an inherently incredibly private person. And I think that if I didn't have a business, I probably wouldn't be on social media at all. And when I, because I am pretty firm in where my own boundaries are and what are the things that I am and I'm not willing to talk about, which I think to some people would be funny. Cause like, I'll tell you about, you know, the times sometimes when like, I feel gross in my skin and I hate my body like that. I'll tell you my dress size, like that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, but like other aspects of my personal life, I'm just not interested in discussing. And I do feel like if the creator there uh, personally, I feel like much more responsibility falls on the creator than the consumer, though the consumer does have a lot of responsibility you know, everyone is responsible for their own happiness. And, you know, you it's, it's your job to block out the people that literally or and figuratively who don't feed into that happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I, I personally, I get annoyed when there's an influencer or creator who's, you know, frustrated at people asking them questions that they have kind of already hinted are happening. So haven't you been hinting about this big, amazing project? And like, doesn't that mean that you want me to ask about your big, amazing project, whether that's like a house or a brand deal or a baby or whatever it is, like, who knows? 
but it's like all of that. I, I do feel like you do need to take a certain amount of just responsibility for what you put out in the world and the normal reactions that that will evoke in your audience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you tease that there's a secret project and then two seconds later put up a question box and then someone says, what's your secret project? Like, you can't get mad at them. <laughs> like, right, exactly. like, oh my God, guys, stop asking me. I can't tell you. Like, you walked into that one. Right. For me, actually, when I do question boxes, I sometimes get weird stuff, not often anymore. And I've been thinking a lot about why. And I actually think that like my top followers, my most engaged people are really good role models for my new followers. So I do have like an amazing group of people that just engage with everything I post and they're wonderful and they always share beautiful stories with me and like I'm so thankful for them and some of them like I absolutely like speak to every day and consider them close friends and when I put up a question box on like a deep conversation not like an ask me anything like a here's a prompt give me what you got I I usually do try to find if like one of my normal like usual most engaged followers is not the first person to respond I try to wait for like one of those people to respond and I'll post a couple like really excellent ones first as like a way for people to see like this is the vibe we're going for this is how we behave here this is what we do and I think that it really honestly helps when new people come on and they're right away like, oh, okay. So this is how I am supposed to like be in this space. Like, this is kind of cool. And another side of that is a lot of times when I do these conversations, other people share them. So follower, new people or new followers, or even just like, sometimes I get people to just participate in the conversation and they don't continue to follow me and they, they didn't follow me, which is totally fine. Like, you're welcome to come for a visit. You don't have to skate forever. Like totally do whatever you want um sometimes other people share them so right away the first content they're seeing for me is this like super engaging deep conversation and it also changes the perspective a little bit of like oh this is how I'm this is the etiquette I'm supposed to like have on this page right Obviously, it's like this is what kind of party we're at yeah exactly like I can't just like be cuckoo here it's not gonna work and right, obviously like, like there are people that are like not everybody's gonna pick up on that vibe but I knock on wood like poo 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 haven't had an issue in a very long time and it's it's so like I really credit like my just good followers for like modeling good behavior because yeah, that's not I, only I on totally me. agree with that I totally agree with that because there's oh there's always a sense of like when you're going to a new page, it's like what kind of party is it? Yeah, what, like what am I supposed what's to What's the do vibe? Here? What kind of food is there? Like, is this an alcohol situation? What's <laughs> happening? Like, you gotta gate, you gotta read the room, and there's definitely a sense of wanting to do that. And I do think that to a certain extent, and again, like I'm always gonna, I'm maybe this is unfair of me. It probably is unfair of me, but as someone who spends a lot of time creating content, I'm always going to put more responsibility on the creator than on the consumer. Because I think I do think that 
the, the law of attraction is real and you get what you put out into, into the world. And I also think that to a certain extent, the pages that consistently publicize the hate that they get, uh, get more of it. Because you're kind of sending this message that, well, first of all, you're giving the trolls attention, which is exactly what they want. And you're, you're feeding into this narrative that you tolerate this on a certain level, because not only do I tolerate it, I answer people who, you know, speak to me disrespectfully. I publicize what they're saying to go, oh my goodness, isn't this so terrible? When really what you're saying is, I, I, I engage with this. I tolerate this. Yeah. I will, I will, I will answer back if you talk to me this way, which is just not something that I do. I don't, if somebody would walk up to me in the street and say, body positivity isn't going to stop you from having a heart attack at 45, I would say goodbye. And I would walk away. Like I wouldn't give it any kind of credence. And yet for some people, when that happens in their comments, it gets screenshot, it goes into their stories, it gets responded to and, and all of that. Now I will respond to a public negative comment because I think that it's right. important. It's already public. It's already public. And I think that it's, and, and when I, when I'm responding to a public negative comment, I'm not talking to the person who said a negative thing I'm talking and this and I find also that this usually happens much more on my reels than on my post it very rarely if ever happens on my post because reels get shown to people who don't follow you um and I've had a right. bunch of reels that have gone fairly viral I guess if you could call it that um I have one in particular that has over a hundred thousand views and some of the comments Whoa. on that um yeah I don't know how it happened it just kind of did uh, the and and some of the comments on that reel are gross and weird right. and like uh, and obviously a majority of the hundred thousand people that saw that don't follow me so they're people who don't know me so yeah they're so right, concerned random whatever right. one of them i one time there was a 14 year old flat earther who no said that thing about you know body positivity won't stop you from having a heart attack in your 40s it's like okay go away um but i'll respond to the to those people for everyone else watching um and usually it'll be something like, are you okay? Because if you need someone to talk to, then like BetterHelp has a free trial um, and you should like talk to them, like go to therapy. But um, either way, those, I do think that, that when you, when you create this vibe around, this is the behavior that I tolerate, then that's the behavior that you get. And if you don't allow that, then, or, and you don't publicize it, then it, you just don't get it as much. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really hard, obviously, if you're getting hate comments or nasty comments publicly, like, to me, that's free range to be like, this is unacceptable, we're not doing this here. Not all the time, maybe sometimes just delete it, sometimes answer and maybe screenshot it, post it to your story and be like, this isn't okay. I don't get a lot of hate comments, thank God. Um, I've gotten, there was one I got like a few months after I got married, that was the nastiest message I've ever received in my life by an anonymous nothingness account. And I totally screenshotted and posted it on my story because I've never been so horrified by a message in my life. I don't know who it was. Some people think it was like appointed, someone literally created a fake account to like send this to me the essential like point of the message was like you depend too much on your husband and he's so much better than you and you should really leave him now before anything else because like you're just sucking him into something terrible it was horrible yeah it was really bad like uh, see 
Okay. I, it was I'm sorry, but I can't help but laugh. That's awful, first of all, and I'm sorry that you had yeah. that. But also, David never shows up on your page. How would they even never. know anything about him? Never. Nothing. Because, like, I was sharing more stories because it was, like, exciting. Like, I just got married, and here's the, like, night. Like, I do share some nice stories because I do think it's whatever fun for me, I guess. I don't know if people like it or not. I don't really care. Just sometimes I do share the nice things. Right. And I was definitely sharing a lot more then because this was sent to me again, like really like only right. a few months into marriage. And I was excited. Like, that's just what was going on. We were in quarantine. Like that's all that was going on in my life. Right. Exactly. But it was, yeah, it was, it was one of those like, okay, this person knows what they're doing. It was like, it was oddly well-written to the point where I was like, this person practiced in the mirror like right this this, this is a professional spent, troll right here yeah like this person spent time spell checking this message like it was so perfectly written and I posted it and I was like please go like report this account and also like I'm horrified and like oh my god I can't deal with this whatever like I could I it was the first time I ever received something like that so I didn't know how to deal with it Right. And, and I probably honestly was something that intense. Like I, I don't, I have no regrets of sharing it and I probably would again. And in my head, as soon as I post, I didn't block them yet because I knew what they were going to respond. And I wanted to see it. Cause I wrote when I shared it, like I'm praying for this person. Like clearly they are suffering because hurt people hurt people. And like, it's, I'm not letting this like fall into my life but I I want to talk about it and just say like I'm sending this person love or what I don't remember exactly what I wrote and in my head I went they're gonna say something back to me immediately that's like token nope I'm not sad at all I'm just like chilling and vibing and like having a good time and like you blah 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 and literally five seconds later I got another message like responding to my story that I posted and it was like nope I'm just working and that and watching Netflix like double tasking like some kind of like my life is perfect and like you should feel bad for being like so sad and terrible and then I blocked them and the account quickly disappeared because my followers like very quickly reported it and the end but it was just such a fascinating experience to be like psychologically this is how trolls work I know exactly what this person's going to try to do they get you where it hurts people try to get you exactly in the place that it hurts you and then they make you feel like they're amazing and you're terrible. It's like, it's, it, there's a formula. Like you could probably download a template at this point off like Reddit or something. I don't know where trolls hang out. I just feel like they're on Reddit. <laughs> but, like, but like, it's, it's everybody who gets hate messages, unless it's like a response to something that they disagree with and they want to fight with you. It's like the same thing every time. Or it's right. just like, you're ugly. Like, okay. <laughs> thank you Thanks. I don't care if you think that have a nice ugly. life like <laughs> move along right and so, every time I'm like just what so then and it's again I, I thank god I really don't get comments like that ever anymore but every time I see it on anybody else's page I'm like just just go just know that there's a formula like this right. is what these people do and it follows the same thing every time. It's the same thing every time. Yeah. For me, there was actually two things that I don't get hate very often. I would say that like occasionally, probably maybe like once a month, I'll get like some stupid comment, but nothing, you know, no one telling me to go die in a ditch. Um, that doesn't generally happen to me. Um, and I found, and there were two things that for on the couple of occasions that it did happen that really 
just like it does it truly does not bother me and I can say that with 100% confidence first thing was I started thinking I'm in Manhattan all the time I'm in the garment district there's a particularly large homeless population especially now yeah in, um in the garment district and it's definitely an issue that needs to be properly addressed um a lot of homeless men tend to whistle at me while I am in the garment district it happens every single time that I'm in the city happens multiple times a day when I'm there it's just I guess a part of my job um I don't take that compliment seriously when <laughs> when I walk past a homeless guy on the street and they're like hey hot stuff which again happens yeah. every single time I'm there this is not something that makes me feel better about myself like this is not something that I take seriously so when the equivalent of that you know some random stranger that I pass on the internet calls me something negative I don't give it credence same way that I don't give the compliments in air quotes yeah. credence because they have just the the same amount of weight that was the that was the first major thing that really made this not bother me and the other thing was on a part um I started sharing with a couple of friends who also had businesses and were influencers or whatever when particular people were bothering me and I didn't like when I'm taking screenshots and I'm sharing them just with my friends I'm not blocking out names like I would let's say if I was right. about a public story because like bitch you started it so <laughs> like I don't feel bad about that and for me I, once I started sharing that a lot of the people that I were sharing it were saying like oh yeah that same, same. exact person told me whatever other terrible thing. I was like, oh, this is clearly a them problem. This is, you know, I'm not the only person being targeted by this exact same user. Um, there was a there was a stretch of time where me and Alyssa Goldwater had the same troll for about six months. And, and she kept- <laughs> I'm so glad you could figure that out. It was yeah. really easy because we could also tell like, I don't, well, first we weren't, we like when we were sharing the screenshots privately, we weren't blocking them. Uh, we weren't blocking the name. And even though they kept changing their name, it was- it, whatever it was just like it was just really easy to figure out and then and also just like you said the style and everything and then it, and and they, they were saying almost the same exact things to us it was just very strange we're like okay this is clearly a them problem this is you know this is not something that that bothers me and that also made made a a huge difference and and now I don't and now it just doesn't I think also the fact that I don't deal with it that often makes it easier to brush it off because it's not a constant like flow yeah. of ick that I have to deal with it's yeah I can't I don't know how I would this is not an invitation for anybody I don't know <laughs> please leave I, us alone trolls <laughs> I don't know how I would react now because it's been a really long time but the fact remains that I have a really bad anxiety disorder and I'm super sensitive so I can't say that I would like be able to brush it off it also depends like what's happening like sometimes it's a troll and it's a random it's sometimes it's somebody that you thought was the safe person and for me in the nature of like how I'm sharing and connecting it there is friendships online friendships but friendships being built and then when somebody you thought was safe and a friend turns around and becomes really negative and nasty it's super painful and I know it seems weird because it's like, yeah, but you don't really know these people. Like there are people that I speak to every day through Instagram that I've never in my life met. And some of these people that I speak to every day on Instagram, I've been speaking to for years. So it gets really difficult for me because there's trolls and then there's people and it, it, it can get, it, it, it's hard. It's really hard. 
but the random stuff like yeah it's random it's the same thing always everybody has it like you said like there are for sure people that I could share names with and like probably they've bothered somebody else too I've seen like sometimes people sometimes people aren't so great at blocking out names when they want to share things and they still show the profile picture which personally I have a problem with because I can figure out who it is from the profile picture if I right. if I've interacted with that account and I don't think it's fair like either just say who it is or keep it anonymous like you can't do this like weird in between it's it's just it's very uncomfortable to me but there are times that I've noticed a profile picture that I know and I've actually messaged people and said like you should just stop this here whatever you're doing because this person can be really intense it's going to be a fight. It's really not worth your time. It's going to hurt you. Like you're going to end up being hurt and you're going to end up really anxious. If like, I know that they're, you know, somebody that's like me, you're, you know, you're probably going to end up in a really uncomfortable space and it's really just not worth your time because you're not going to convince this person that anything's different. Like they're very in their beliefs and that's totally fine. But like, you should no longer spend the time here. I've done that to people before. Right. 1, like, don't, please don't use your energy here. It's not worth it. Right. Because I, it's, it's a similar thing to what we were talking about before. Like you get stuck in the twilight zone of Instagram and you're all, you're like a robot and you're fighting and posting and fighting and posting and you're not even thinking about anything. And I just want to slip in there and be like, Hey, hi, I'm here. Right. <laughs> you like, can stop. we just throw a wrench in this? Like, I don't want you to get hurt. And I just know this is going nowhere. So maybe I can like break you out of the Instagram spell because like I can tell it's going nowhere right I hate that I have to cut us off right now but we are like way yeah we're way over time and I hate that I have to end this but but I do Uh, if somebody wants to learn more about you Ricky where can they go they can go to at Ricky Steiner on Instagram that is really the only place that I exist in this way and they should be very nice when they get there, which I'm sure won't be a problem. Yes, everyone because- should be nice because I cry very easily. <laughs> I think that's my favorite intro line ever. Please be nice here. I cry easily. That's fantastic. I do. <laughs> that's fantastic. See, this is why we get along. Um, the last thing that I want to ask you is what I ask everyone who comes on the show. And that is to you, Ricky Steiner. What does it mean to make an impact? Oh, that is... A question that I ask myself actually every day because I'm confused in life. Not so much what does it mean to make an impact, but how do I want to make an impact? And I'm struggling so deeply with that answer actually currently. But I think in the end of the day, what I've figured out in my like life mission about what it means to be impactful is just being a nice person to others because not everyone is and it's not trendy right now to be nice and if if nothing else I just so badly want people to walk away from me either online or in real life thinking like that was a lovely interaction I would like to do it again or just that was a lovely interaction I will remember it and carry on with their lives I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today, Ricky. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Ricky, her links are in the show notes. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion. 
the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 11 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant dash parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki Itzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together. <laughs>